evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mahoning Drive-In Theater, the largest single-screen drive-in in the United States. We're certainly glad you could be with us this evening. And don't forget the concession stand is open with all kinds of great things to eat and drink. Mahoning Drive-In Radio, your old friend Virgil back once again for another exciting episode of the podcast. As you guys know, the only podcast dedicated to the love and revival of our beloved drive-in culture. Joined as always by my co-host and general manager extraordinaire, Mark. Say hello, my friend. Hello. When it comes to the cinematic landscape of the drive-in, we really do want to shine a light on as many possible businesses as we can. Um, And there's always the argument, what makes up a drive-in? The existing screen? The large lot? What are the qualifications? Well, in this case, today we're talking to the owner of the Mesquamacut Drive-In, Caswell Cook, uh, which is very much run out of a resort town in Westerly, Rhode Island, And this was put together by their business association and has been entertaining tourists for many, many years. Super excited to get into things. Welcome, Caswell Cook. Well, thanks for having me. So we were chatting a little bit before we started recording. And with a lot of these podcasts, we have a little bit of history with the owners, with the drive-ins. In this case, we don't know each other at all. And we weren't familiar with your drive-in until we started doing some research. But your place is super unique. You're in a resort type of town, a lot of tourism. Uh, You guys opened up in 2010. But why don't you tell us, how did this all start for you guys? Yeah, so um, we're in Westerly, Rhode Island, which is on the shoreline. Rhode Island's kind of like, you know, where we are is kind of halfway between Boston and New York, which makes it really convenient to go to either place. And we're pretty close to Mystic, Connecticut, which a lot of people around the country have heard of that area. So we we have a resort community and our Squamacit Business Association started in 2000. I was the founding executive director. Here I am 23 years later. So I I spent uh, 16 years on our Westerly Town Council, just got off uh, the council last November and I sell real estate and I have a little restaurant on the beach. But my my one of my jobs, my my part-time job uh, <laughs> is the executive director of the business association, which is made up of about 160 businesses, 60 of, of which are located in Meskwamakit. Uh, we do festivals a couple times a year. We do classic car shows every week. We promote the beach. Uh, we have a road crew that picks up all the trash and keeps the beach area, the streets really nice and beautified, all that stuff. And so the drive-in is one of the many things that we offer. And it's really kind of unique because um, it kind of happened by chance and it was, we kind of threw it together and literally the first year I was running uh, a DVD player and a projector out of the back of my Jeep. Like that's how it started. Um, <laughs> Tenacity. And, and, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Happen, so we, 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 it grew from there. <laughs> that's amazing. So Your involvement with this puppy, I mean, we're going to focus on the drive-in, although there's so many cool things that are going on. Even looking at the aerial, you know, you guys have like an amusement park going on. You have uh, water slides. It's a whole, uh, I take it, summer deal where you guys just get that humongous push. But was it a group decision to say like, hey, we have all these cool things that people are coming in for? You know, it would be really cool a drive-in? You know, it, it, it wasn't. So it, it kind of goes back. So we had a drive-in in Westerly, like so many towns used to have a drive-in. 
yeah. And it was the Westerly Drive-In Theater. And it went out of business in 1987. And I remember that because my house, uh, if you went through the, the three acres behind my house, you ended up, the next property was the drive-in. So I remember as a kid, you know, seeing the back of that drive-in screen. And I was, I was little, you know, I was born in 74, so I'm, I'm 48. So I was probably like, you know, 10 years old. It was like 1984. I was probably going there. I think I saw Star Trek Three. The Search for Spock. I think I saw yes. maybe maybe like Goonies when it came out. Uh, Gremlins maybe. I mean, I remember seeing it and then the place just died. And I would wait every day for the bus to school. And I had to walk a little bit out uh, past my driveway. And I had to stand in front of the dilapidated driving sign for years. Just and then years later. Just look at it. Just like, it, it, so uh, it was just always heart. this. Yeah, this driving thing was always in my head. And... Um, Years later, the drive-in property got sold. It became a nice golf course, and they took down the sign, and it was all gone. So part of that was just like me like wanting some something nostalgic. So I said to my friend John Gonzalez at the time, he's like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we had a film festival and we could do it maybe inside the Windjammer, which is like kind of a larger club at the beach that can fit hundreds of people? And I said, well, yeah, that might be cool, but wouldn't it be cooler to do it outside? And it was kind of like that. It was like it was literally like Delightful. that. So I went to my, I went to my friend George Tattersall, and George was the president of our association at the time. And I said, "Can't we do some kind of drive-in thing?" And he's like, "You know, we can." So, <laughs> so this is how Man. it is. It's, it's very Crazy. it's very weird. What destined? What's that? It's destined. You know, that's what we say about our journey. All, all three of us is. We fell in love with the driving experience as kids. The reason that we do what we do is because of that that deep, deep love for drive-ins. All of ours are now developed over fully. Um, and this is a means of keeping the dream alive. So you are truly responsible for uh, what we're about to jump into. So, so it's possible. You get the confirmation, it's possible. What's the next step? I mean, looking at the uh, the area, Normally, the first question is, are you guys fully developed? Do you guys have, uh, you know, a rural setting? You guys are way developed. You're a beach town. So what did it what went into that decision and uh, where to put it and all that? It was a little bit, you know, it's kind of fate. So there used to be these three nightclubs at the beach that in the 70s and 80s were like hot place to go. And, and bands came through there like boston and people like rick james it was like this, yeah. it was this thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh and i was a little too young to have experienced it you know i was a kid but it so what happened was the long story short in 2000 the guy who owned it got busted for like coke and all this other stuff and they the town came in about two years before i joined the town council and they were very wise they purchased the property where these three nightclubs were two of them were on the beach and one of them was across the street from the beach uh, where our drive-in is now. Yes. And so when I got on the town council, we basically said, well, we got to take these buildings down. They're dilapidated. So we paved paradise and put up a parking lot, literally. And we used it. So the parking lots are used for beach parking during the day. And, you know, yeah. you charge $25, $30, whatever. So then we said, well, we can, maybe we can have we could use like a tourist center where people could stop in and go to the bathroom and get tourist information. So we built a little tourist information center. So that's what it was. And my business association kind of leased the tourist center for the first few years. So it was yeah. that property 
that I was like, geez, this is like a, it's a parking lot. And after six o'clock when everybody, go, you know, the beach parking's over for the day, this is the it place just to sits do it. There. Oh my yeah. God. That's so we went to the town and said, you know, can we do this? And they were like, well, it sounds cool to us. So we had these, um, because these big festivals we do, we, we needed to store like water lines and fencing. So we, we, we had this big sea land container, those big green cargo. Oh containers yeah. The they, monster shipping containers. Yeah. yeah. So my friend George said, well, let's, let's do this. Let's stack two of them on top of each other and I'll build you a screen on the front of it. And that's, that's our screen. In looking at it, that was totally what we were thinking is like, talk about using the materials that you have around you and making it work where we know after talking to um, Selby screens, it's not a small undertaking to build a screen. So you probably saved yourself a small fortune by finding that little trick, but it's really cool. It's the two containers and then off the front, almost like a television. It has like a lift away from the containers and then the screen in front of it. Am I correct? Exactly. And, and we've added on to it, make it a little bigger. I mean, the screen is not as big as any other drive-in. I mean, it's probably one of the smallest drive-in screens there are. I mean, you know, sure. there's only one other drive-in in Rhode Island. Um, and you know they've got three screens and it's huge and i mean we're, we're not we're not that but sure. you know we we added to it um you know and then so with the first year we we literally it was a projector out of the back of my jeep and i had to we had to set it up every time we had to put like cones out where people parked and it was oh you know, yeah it was really yep. it was really it was really like kind of you know and then i had this little am transmitter you know how it goes it was like back an AM door. You yeah. know, and that's how we did it for the first couple of years. And then I learned about like, you know, oh, you got to you got to license these movies. Oh, you got yeah, I mean, I, you know, I learned all this by doing. But what yeah. made it work was that it was a parking lot that was already set up. We have the tourist information center. So, you know, the bathrooms are there. So then we just started like we added, you know, we added a hot dog cart. And then eventually we were like, well, why don't we just use this window as a takeout window? And we have, you know, now we have popcorn and hot dogs and candy yes. and some T-shirts. And then we got, you know creative and started you know selling the tickets online oh my god you can do things without cash and then um and then we got the screen bigger and then i it was it was one year that our local tourism council was like you know is there anything you could do that we could do for you to help this driving because it started to become like a thing and um i said well it'd be really nice if we could have like some kind of a projection shed so they like went to Home Depot and bought us a three thousand dollar nice little shed, and we kind of <laughs> we kind of retrofitted it and put in some shelving, and yeah. you know bought a, bought a little bit better projector and a little better equipment, and you know that's what we have now. So you know now now we um we employ you know like we have like ten employees, and so in our in our lot where the town owns, um, and I'm going to give you another Native American word in addition to Meskwamikit, it's called Whiskey Now Beach, which is which is the little beach right there. Um, and it's, so it's the parking lot is called Wooshki now. So go ahead and say that 10 times fast. But, um, so that parking lot, <laughs> we can, we can comfortably put like maybe 120 cars. And then when we sell the 120, then we go into the next lot, which is owned by a guy that everybody calls Flyhawk. Um, and he, he of course is not using his parking lot at night. So we can fit an extra 200 cars there if we needed to. So we could, you know, do like 300 cars and and we have on occasion right but most of the time you know we fill our lot and like get about 100 cars that's kind of our usual 
you know well that's thing. the look you know looking at the pictures the overhead you don't need a gigantic screen the lot's not humongous you're able to work with what you got and give the tourists that come into town a classic drive-in experience and again with what you got going there what uh i was totally going to ask about your concession situation so popcorn what like what do you guys offer is it is it just your traditional kind of uh drive-in fare yeah i think so you know it's it i we try to uh so coca-cola is like really the the local guy really likes the drive-in and so i have we have like a deal where they supply all the coca-cola for free for the summer and we we sell it as a fundraiser which just kind of helps the drive-in survive yeah um, but i always like want to sell the glass bottle so it's kind of retro you know and i love watching these like 15 year old kids try to figure out how to open a glass bottle of coke <laughs> um, so we, we have we have the little hook thing on the uh, the opener on the on the oh wall my gosh and, and and if i had a dime for every time i taught somebody how to open a coke but you know that's part of the retro experience right <laughs> that's right yeah. it's so, all a learning curve when people come that even though it's such a simplistic layout screen building projection booth it's like what do i do it's it's <laughs> you gotta kind of guide them sometimes it's going back well, it's, and it's, especially if if it's like i love seeing like you know two 17 year olds on a date and they pull in and they got no clue what this is about and so you know you can you can you can see the nervousness on their face it's like a, it's like a you know it's not a little you know little screen they can hold in their hand they're kind of like what is this and and but it, it's like it's really cool and so then you see the parents bring their kids you know the whole thing and it just it's like another generation it gets to experience something that that was gone for a while and i think you know westerly so from 1987 to 2010 we had no driving and i don't know of a lot of communities that have actually brought their driving back you know um and literally and the, the, like rebuild it from the ground up yeah and i mean we're, we're probably a couple miles away from where the original one was and whatever but you know it's still it's still there and uh, we still have this thing that's cool so we we open like mid-may the week after our spring fest and right. we'll go through september occasionally we'll go into october kind of depends on the weather and you know how things are and in um in the preseason and the postseason we do friday saturday and then july and august we do five nights a week heck yes so i take it majority is the tourists but do you guys find there's you know folks who are living there long term that uh are a big fan of of coming back to the drive-in especially that connection to your childhood driving yeah uh it's it's i don't know what the ratio is but i would say most of our local people have come to the drive-in and our repeat customers you know we sell season passes and we do sell some of those um I don't know if it's 50-50, but it, maybe not in July and August, but definitely preseason and postseason. It's mostly local people. But right. um, yeah, I mean, people just know it. They, 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 a lot of people, you know, we have a bunch of hotels at the beach, so we do have a lot of day trippers to the beach. But the people that stay, you know, in the hotels and are there for a week, and we have like 500 rental cottages at the beach. So the people, you know, they stay a week at a time. And yes. a lot of these people come back the same week every year. So you kind of start to recognize people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they, and they're it's back. Part of their thing. Yeah, yeah, it's part of their thing, you know. I am, like, uh, getting so excited because, you know, making friends with drive-in owners as owners ourselves and pushing the culture forward the way that we're trying to. The idea of us coming out and visiting, like, oh, my gosh, does your place sound 
the most appealing where it's like we're gonna take a straight up vacation and check this place out because it sounds ah just incredible well it it is it's 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 just it's such a unique experience because i don't really know how many drive-ins are located at the beach and that's that's the fun thing about doing this is everybody has something else that they had to work with or work with for whatever reason and you guys functioning in an area that's truly tourism truly you know pushed by pretty much the beach area it creates a whole dynamic for your business and what you guys decide to do it's true it's true yeah and people it's so funny the movies they want to hear the see you know i've tried to play like new releases and stuff they don't want to see it they want to see jaws they want to see they really want to see jaws yeah how often do you play jaws is it literally like every other <laughs> um well, you know, there was this thing where we couldn't play it for the last two or three years. Yeah. You know, and so it was really, people were like, why aren't you playing Jaws? So we finally have it back this year. I would say, like, we always open the season with Jaws in May. I, we play it a lot, you know, sometimes even once a week when we get into July and August. I mean, we might do it on a Sunday, not on a Friday night, but, you know, it's it's definitely Jaws followed by Goonies, followed by Back to the Future, followed by, you know, it, it, it's the... You go with bread and butter? Yeah. The, the guaranteed yeah. home runs. It's what the families would want to see. Now, are you doing it your is. own booking or do you work with a booker? We just pick the movies and go through Swank Motion Pictures. We love Swank. Yeah. So that's kind of how we do it. We, but then we, you know, we started to get creative. I mean, obviously, uh, COVID, we were like the thing, you know, as you guys know, every, the drive-ins became the thing again. So we did Westerly High School's graduation two years in a row at the drive-in. We did uh, actually three or four area high schools use the drive-in for their graduation. Um, we built a stage in front of our drive-in so we could do concerts. So we even had like, who do we have? We had there was this group from the 60s you may or may not know uh, herman's hermits peter noon may or may I, not know I don't now you're know talking somebody. our language okay well, <laughs> so, so so peter came down and did a concert with just him and his guitar player during like the height of covid yeah. um so you know we have him on the stage and project him onto the screen sometimes you know we'll do the grateful dead thing where the band plays for an hour then we play a grateful dead concert film and then go back to the band um and then we started getting into this thing where we would bring some of the actors from the movies that you know, maybe not the the A list act. Well, I don't want to say that. I don't want I don't want them to be listening and be like, "What do you call me, a B list actor?" <laughs> but like, but like we, we brought in like uh, we, we've had like uh, Christine DeBell from Meatballs. You know, she was with Meatballs with Bill Murray. She she oh, yeah. came last year. She's coming this year. We got JJ Cohen a few times from. He was one of um, Biff's uh, gang in Back to the Future. We had uh, the guy who played the Mater D in um, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And they have yeah. fun, you know. They come down. We give them a hotel room on the beach, which pretty much seals the deal for them. Yep. <laughs> and they spend a couple. They spend a couple nights, and we do a Q and A on stage at like you know quarter of uh, eight or whenever we start the movie nine, uh, and then they sign autographs and take pictures, and then we play the movie. And I, I find it fun to sit there and watch the movie with someone who was actually in it. So You're we talk in our language. Yeah. You know? That's really we try to add that. a little bit of that to it. You know, we're we're trying to get that the the Kintner boy from Jaws to come this year, but he's not responding. Hey, if we, you we, need we, us we, to connect the dots, you let us know. Get him. Get him yeah. for me. He, he's only up the street. He only lives a, like a small plane ride away. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely connect those dots for sure. We but, uh, yes, you know, we do all that stuff that a lot of drive-ins already do, but we have fun and it's, it's a fun thing, you know. 
you guys have something unique there. Like you said, it's an additional draw for us. Sometimes it's uh, we got to jump the extra hurdle to sell them on what's special about the Mahoning. The fact that we show 35 millimeter, we're a classic house and, you know, revival cinema and all that stuff for you. You know, it's like, hey, we're located on the beach and it's going to be a beautiful weekend. <laughs> Come on. Well, that's true. And, it, and also it's. It's giving like so, you know, if a person comes to stay in one of our 400 hotel rooms or one of our 500 beach cottages, you know, they're here for a few days and it's like, what do you do? OK, you're going to sit on the beach during the day, obviously go swimming and, you know, do your thing. But, yeah. you know, it's like, what is there to do? And so they'll go to like, you know, Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun Casino, which are in Connecticut, like 20 minutes away. They'll go to the Mystic Seaport or the Mystic Aquarium. They'll go to Newport, Rhode Island and check out the mansions. They might take a 12 minute plane ride from Westerly to Block Island and check. But, you know, it's like there's things to do, but they want to know what they can do that night or whatever. And the driving is like, it's so easy. It's like, you know, you just get in your car and you drive right down the street. And most of the people that, you know, come to stay with us. Um, they're, they're driving their own car, you know, they're not like flying in and, you know, it's, it's that, not that kind of place really. So you, you drive your own car from wherever you came from. So it works out perfect, you know, and, yeah. and they, and they enjoy it. It's such a sell. It sounds amazing. So, um, as far as other things going on in the area, it sounds like your plate is incredibly full. If I were somebody who was coming into town, I'm sure this is, is practically your job. Uh, what would you say are kind of the the big draws? I mean, I'm a child, so obviously the water park. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sad news is that the water slide got taken down last no! year. I know. <laughs> after after 40 years, uh, it just wasn't making the money, and yeah, we have a short we have a short season, and, yeah. and so now the property's up for sale, and what's what I'm, what's making me nervous is when someone buys that property, this driving screen right is next. right on, right on the property line, and I know they're going to be like, we don't want that thing there. So, I, I'm, I'm already like, I already got my board of directors thinking, okay, we may have to reposition this thing in another area of the parking lot, but one way or another, we'll survive. But anyway, your question is, why would you come to Musquamakin? I mean, it's just, it's the um, longest stretch of beach in Rhode Island. Um, and, when, and if you live in like a place like Connecticut uh, or like, you know, from New York City down to Connecticut, the whole Connecticut coastline is sort of protected by Long Island. So there's no waves and there's no surf. And we're the first beach on the open ocean after the Connecticut Sound. So when you stand when you're staying on the beach, Meskwamakit, you can look 40 miles out and see Montauk Point. Sometimes I'm looking for Billy Joel's boat, you know, um, <laughs> but but. So we, we have so we have surf and, and waves and uh, surf sun sand. We've got gorgeous beaches. We have great restaurants. We have fresh seafood. We have, you know, uh, lots of things to do, whether it's, you know, shops or classic car shows or, you know, um, uh, nightclubs, nightlife. I'm a DJ, too. So, like, at night, you'll find me across the street Come at the Windsor being yeah. a DJ. Yeah. I, I have do you a have a moniker? Too. What's your moniker? DJ Caswell? I mean, that's got a nice ring. I'm literally DJ Caswell Cook. That's yeah, the too, shit. I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm too. I'm too. Uh, well, I could have been like DJ Cazzy Caz, right? If it was. That's the 90s. true. That's true. It's got a nice um, ring as well. <laughs> and, and then and then we have a, I have a yacht rock band called Caswell Cook and the Peel and Eat All Stars. Don't ask. Um, oh my gosh, dude! You are. I'm telling you, we are one of a kind. I I grew up on a stage, sang in bands all my life. I'm gonna come down. I'm telling you, I'm gonna. You come, have to. I'm, 
We we'll, can we can we'll, hook we'll you guys up gig. with a we can hook you up with a um with a nice hotel on the beach. Oh a, my uh, gosh! Yeah. Stop! If my lady were in here, she'd literally be shaking me like, "Let's do this." <laughs> we'll do it. Don't talk oh. about it. Just do it. Book we're it. gonna make this. I'll, happen. I'll take care of it for you. Oh, we'll take care of it for you. We want we want you guys to because then you'll start you'll talk about it. So you'll be like, our favorite drive-in besides our own is <laughs> yeah. what other drive-in? Yeah, let us stay on the beach. Yeah, uh, yeah right, right. And then dream. you know, after the drive-in, you come over and you know, you can you can see the air the 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 beach's coolest DJ, probably the only one, but you know that's right, um, doing it yeah. up. Yeah, oh, so you know, so we got all that stuff going, and then um it's just it's just like a place that's just it's kind of magical uh it's it's and it's weird because you know it's like memorial day to labor day it's like it's it like comes alive and then it just kind of the boards go on the window you know i mean sure. down at the beach i mean the rest of our town is normal <laughs> year round but but the strip as we call it you know right. where it's like right on the beach you know it's there's not a lot going on in the winter obviously a couple places stay open but um and people are starting to open up now do you find demand at all to keep the the drive-in open, or I take it it just makes no sense when it's not tourist season? Yeah, I mean it just fizzles, you know. When you get to when you get to the end of September, it's it it's kind of time. But you know, we we have gone as far as um, as Halloween on a couple of occasions, and nice. you know, done that sort of thing. But um, we get a huge then, push October because of Halloween. It's our spooky season, so everybody's into it. You know. I think we find that, you know, when you get past September, people's attention turns t turn towards, you know, corn stalks and uh, picking apples or something rather than, you know, summery stuff. So yeah. we, we live we live in our time and then we, you know, we go chill for the winter. <laughs> Love that. And I take it it gets pretty cold there, too. So you guys have to uh, kind of button up in that way. I mean, you know, it's it's warmer here on the coast than it is most places inland. Um, we don't get a lot of snow, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I mean, our uh, it was actually nice this winter. I mean, when I say nice, it was like didn't go below the 30s, <laughs> but, but except one one night it went to negative two. But otherwise, yeah, it's it's not bad along the shore. But it's just you know when when you can't go swimming and stuff. Uh, what is there? What else is there to do? And and most of these hotels, I mean. They've extended the season now. It was a couple of hotels that actually stayed open till November, so it's right. it's getting there. And so, yeah, I would love to keep the driving going a little bit longer if we could. We're gonna try this year to to go through to uh, to Halloween. That'll be really fun if we can do that. Just play some horror flicks, and then we yeah. do the like uh, we always we always uh, at the beginning of the year, and then again in September we do Rocky Horror Picture Show, and um, we bring in this group, the RKO Army from like providence and shadow like cast it yeah 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 they do that and we have we have fun doing that so you know we've we've kind of learned but it was just interesting because it, it it literally started you know in the back of my jeep and it's um and it's now grown. it's like and and it has grown and then during you know during covid we we went cashless and then we decided not to go back to cash so everything's you know, you got to go. You go to the website. You can sit in your car and order from the concession stand. Come up and it's ready. You know that Ooh, kind of thing. So. Come on. Yeah. Well, hit us, DJ Kaz. What do you guys charge for uh, for admission to get in? Twenty five a car. Oh, you do car load pricing. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I don't want to count people. The hey, that makes total sense in the situation you're in because practically everybody that's in town is a family, so they're getting a yeah. deal. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. They are. So we do that, and then uh, our concession prices are pretty, you know, reasonable. I mean, we're not like 
it's not like if you go to the to the you know that's all that matters the AMC regal people are used to paying 17 bucks for a large popcorn so you know 10 is a a deal (laughs) i don't even think we're i think we're six or something yeah yeah that's right around where we are yeah yeah and then you know a couple bucks for a a hershey bar or whatever two three i forgot i i gotta look at the prices because i gotta figure that out for this year yeah, we, we just we try not to. We don't want to make people mad, you know, because you don't want to get people saying, "Oh, the you know they're they're trying to take you for they're a ride." Like us twenty five yeah. bills for the car. That's that is a, a great model, you know. I think that that's an enticer more than anything. You can't take a family out for twenty five bucks anymore, anyway. Well, we're lucky. I mean, we got really good advertisers on the screen, you know. So we we play their commercials and we we make a good amount of money from that which helps pay most of the expenses so it works out and then you know we do the the typical you know before the movie thing we we have the we have like previews for like an hour and we just my friend chris walsh and i we we go through every old commercial we can possibly find to put up there and uh i just found the michael uh, j fox first kiss mcdonald's 1980 commercial classic i i, I don't even think i knew that one existed and uh I'm like, holy crap, you know, so we, we play all those. And then what's that one from the 50s where the guy's like, the woman's like, I, I want to I need to know how to make a decent cup of coffee or something. <laughs> yes. Those old Folgers ads where the husband is like berating his wife for making bad yes. coffee. And then Mrs. Olsen shows up and she's like, dummy, use Folgers. And then their marriage is slightly better after that. Yeah. Those, yeah. Those. yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I look for. I look for all those kind of commercials and um you the, set the stage I, we do it and of course you know since coke is a sponsor like i play the 1970 you know hilltop commercial where they're all singing in perfect harmony that, that i think those are cool and uh so we do that and then of course obviously we have to mix in the commercials with our people that are advertisers which uh makes sense um yeah. to pay the bills but we mix it in so it's like a cool experience and we have the you know, we just go through, we basically comb YouTube every year to try to find something fresh, you know, about let's all go to the lobby kind of thing and get ourselves. As long free. as you got it in there, people will be happy. It's like absolutely when, when we ask people or I'm out about wearing the, uh, you know, the brand and they, they find out about the drive in. It's that's all they want to know. Passion pit or are you playing? Let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> I take it that's not something you guys have to worry about too, too much being such a, a tourist draw. Or have you had those experiences where you've had to tap on the windows and uh, calm some people down? You know, we really we really haven't. I, I mean, I'd it's... imagine it's not that setting. You know, when you're by a water slide, it's kind of like, all right, let's keep <laughs> Yeah, keep it in your pants. Yeah, yeah, let's keep uh, this cool. <laughs> but I don't know what they're doing in there. But uh, uh, we, we've had a couple, you know, intoxicated people that we had to escort. But uh, uh, other than that, we've we've been really lucky at the drive-in without having knock on wood. It's what uh, 13, 14, yeah, 12, 13, 14. What is it? Thirteen years, and we yeah. haven't had an issue. The the worst things that have happened to the drive-in screen were um, uh, when Superstorm Sandy came up the coast. Uh, it knocked our the whole thing down and it was out. like half in the water. So we had to like get a crane and raise money wow. and have it put back. And then we had this thing. I'd never heard of this meteorological term before. But it was called a microburst where it was like literally 15 minutes of like hurricane strength winds and then it was gone. And it knocked the screen down. It knocked the whole thing, the whole container. So we ended up having to build like a the town building official said all right guys this is kind of haphazard let's do this right so we had to 
build a cement foundation yeah anchor the thing down and you know make it you know make it official and legitimate so that it passed all kinds of inspections which it did and you know it's very windy at the beach especially in the winter so uh, it's, it's amazing we haven't lost a panel or two but we haven't so it's crazy well we can really respect the uh diy do-it-yourself uh, mentality <laughs> you know uh we had a documentary shot about us and one of the big sells in the documentary is are overcoming the hurdle of digital and finding a way to get a digital picture up on that screen and it sounds like you were kind of in the same boat it's like i have this dream i am going to figure out any way to make it work even if i'm the guy that's there running it even if i'm the guy who has to be booking the films whatever it's that type of push that brings these experiences back for the next generation and keeps the drive-in culture alive and even though you're so different than every other uh drive-in that we've talked to it's so amazing to hear that it all boils down to the passion you know i think so and i love the uh you know our staff over the years obviously changes because it's we usually get people that you know start working for us when they're 14 and then they, you know, by the time they're done with college, they're out. So you cycle through like people and as, but as they get a little older into the college years and, you know, they become management, whatever. And, but they love it. You know, they love working at the drive-in. They're kind of proud of it. They think their friends kind of think it's cool that they work at the drive-in and it's wear the drive-in It's a lifestyle, drive -in baby. You know, yeah, well, yeah, it is. Late it's, nights, it, it is. getting delusional, cooking <laughs> hot dogs. It's, it's a thing, you know. <laughs> and we have like a we have a little like a little shed that we have also in addition to the in addition to the uh, projection shed where it's like a little green room for when we have the uh, actors has you know you can chill out it's got air conditioning yeah so there, there's been a couple nights where after DJing at the Windjammer Casual might have crashed in there <laughs> catch a couple Z's <laughs> yeah well that's Instead gotta be work too is you know I don't know how far that stretches in the whole town but it sounds like you got your finger in the pies to be able to be like alright uh, uh, this is my town <laughs> well after 16 years on the town council you know it's uh, it, I, I feel uh, it's a great place to be and people are appreciative and people come up a lot and yeah, you know, if I'm at the store, my kids are always like, "Oh God, Dad, is there someone you don't know?" But you know, but, but they're mostly—it's mostly like, I mean, you know, sometimes people bitch about something, but it's mostly positive stuff. We love what you've done for the community. Oh, we love the drive-in. Oh, yeah. thank you for doing this or that, and they like it, and they have, you know. So it's just like, you know, hey, that's what we do. We our our job with the business association and and what we do at the beach is to create memories. You know, I mean. People always talk about the good old days. You know, these are the good old days that we're creating right now. That's right. Yeah. That's that's the beauty. You know, what we do as much as we work to try to keep us rooted in nostalgia and also work to push forward with uh, future thought and new ways of, of pushing the drive-in, it's inherently nostalgic. As soon as you think about a drive-in, pull onto the lot, that movie strikes up and you're outside under the stars, it takes you back. Even if you're somebody who hasn't experienced it, it takes us back. It's it's so strange. It's it's the magic, I think, in the, the sauce. It, it is a strange thing because, you know, I mean, I remember the drive when I was a kid, but it was obviously on its way out, on its last legs. So I don't, 
I never experienced the drive-in when it was like, you know, the thing in the 50s or the 60s or whatever. Yeah. But it's kind of like, you know, when I was I was actually thinking about something similar when I went to see Paul McCartney last year at Fenway. And, you know, the lights come on and everyone's singing, hey, Jude, 50,000 people. And I'm thinking, I feel nostalgia, but I wasn't even alive when the it's Beatles crazy. were together. It's a drug. And, it really does. Yeah. It's, and now Hollywood's cool. run by it. Everything's run by it. It's it, I go down the cereal aisle with my kid, and it's like, you know, kickback nostalgia cereals and old labels, and it's nuts. The world, you know, has has gone nostalgic. We're in a, a good business to be able to uh, lean into that nostalgia for. A, well, you know, it's 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 every twenty years. You know, like in the seventies, it was all about the fifties with American Graffiti or Grease or Happy Days. You know, and and they kind of yeah. just like there's always this like you know the disco revival in nineteen ninety seven ninety eight. You know, it was twenty years. Yeah. It, it's just it's very interesting. I, I was <laughs> we book entertainment down here for our events, and I. I you know, we have a certain amount of money. I can't bring in, you know, the biggest stars in the world, but I can usually bring in somebody that had a hit in the seventies or eighties or something. Yeah, what a thrill! So, yeah, yeah. But I was, I was looking up. <laughs> Vanilla Ice played. Um, this is a little yes! cool, cool piece of trivia. So there was a nightclub on the exact spot where the concession stand in is, yeah. and it used to be called the LA Beach Club. It was an under twenty-one club. But in its final year, before you know it was done in nineteen ninety-nine, it was called the Poseidon Room, and one of the acts that came through was Vanilla Ice. Crush. And I remember I didn't I didn't book him, but I I had a TV show at the time, the Caswell Cook Show. You would love it if you if you Google that, you'll see my old episodes. It's hilarious. Yes. But, so Vanilla Ice. So I had to go pick him up at Logan Airport, and anyway. The, the, the whole thing is, is that he was like at the bottom of the barrel playing at this little nightclub in Mesquamica Beach. And I yeah. looked him up this year to see how much to bring him to one of our festivals. And the guy's getting like 70 grand. So, wow. <laughs> so it's nostalgia, right? It's like, who it's thought true. that crap would be, would be, uh, would nostalgia. come fully around. I mean, he's got multiple shows. I heard he's, uh, <laughs> like Bob Vila now making houses. It's a whole thing, you know? His time is money, you know? But if you bring him back in, you got to play cold as ice up on that screen. Just be like, look, come out. We'll play the movie. It'll be the jam. (laughs) Or we could do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We're playing it this year. And it's going to be doing that ninja rap. (laughs) Ninja rap. I'm going to stick with Goonies and Jurassic Park. And Jaws. Yeah, that's that's the move. I, I tell you what, though, you know, I don't know how, what you guys think about Jaws 2, but it draws just as well as Jaws 1 for me. It's good. Oh, dude. It, it is. We saw a revival screening of 3 and had a blast. <laughs> and that's crazy. <laughs> Nobody plays anything other than the original, but 2 is solid. That would make a really it, it is solid. double feature. And now, as much, as much as I love Michael Caine, I just can't play Part 3. because it's just... I know. Without the 3D, it loses its effect. The only reason I was into it, because it actually had that pop, you know. I thought that was four. Four, was yeah. 3D. Jaws: The Revenge is Michael Caine, the one that he's right. That was house. it. He couldn't accept his Oscar for Hannah and her sisters because he was filming Jaws: The Revenge. Yeah, well, and and you <laughs> know, it makes a lot of time. sense that a, a pissed off shark would follow you down to uh, the Bahamas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if he wants revenge, he's getting it. <laughs> Uh, well, I want to give you the opportunity to plug the theater. Uh, not that we haven't been doing this the whole time, but let people know where they can find all the information about the Misquamacit and all that. Fun yeah, stuff. you guys do socials, all that, all that jazz. So if you go to uh, Facebook, it's Misquamacit Drive-In. 
or you can just go Musquamacut Beach, and it's M-I-S-Q-U-A-M-I-C-U-T. So you could follow the, the drive-in one or just the beach one. And then we're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok as just Musquamacut Beach. TikTok, doing it up. Are you running the TikTok? Why not? Why not? No, I'm telling you, you're with the times. You know it. You're a DJ. You know how to do it. With us, it's always like asking the younger crew, like, is this cool enough? Or... <laughs> Well, sometimes, like, I ask my daughter about certain songs before yep. I play them. That's the move. Because she's 13, so it works out, you know? Yep. And then uh, the website for the drive-in is very simple because nobody can spell Meskwamikit. It's just <laughs> mbadrivein.com. M-B-A. M-B-A. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Every time I've said it, I, I think I've fumbled it. <laughs> We're going to be opening, I think, May 17th, if that's the, if that's the Friday night. I think it's May 17th uh, with Jaws. And uh, actually, tomorrow, my guy Ron is going down. He's got himself a little one of those thingies so he can paint the screen so he's gonna we're gonna repaint the screen starting tomorrow so it's a little action down there yeah coming in fresh why not uh, you know that's the but, way to do it. but but we can't afford that really expensive screen paint so we use like traffic island paint yeah well <laughs> hey i mean if you're able to repaint it on a regular basis that'll get you through a season no joke yeah absolutely <laughs> well i want to give the guys an opportunity as well to pick your brain mark you got anything for our buddy kaz yeah, well, one thing I just wanted to clarify, you guys are single features, right? We are. That's all we can do. So you don't you don't have uh, the intermission bump that a lot of theaters get. So you, you do all of your, your concession um, pre-show. And... No, like right in the middle of the movie, like I just, we just push pause. And we just play an intermission. <laughs> <laughs> and people get pissed and then they go pee. <laughs> they take an angry leak. Yes, but then they end up buying stuff because, you know, it's 10 minutes. What are you going to do? Well, you know, it's funny. I used to do some indoor 35-millimeter retro shows at a theater near me in New Hampshire, and they were single features, and I would do the same thing. I would break the movie in the middle so that the theater would get that intermission money, and nobody ever seemed to really mind that much. So, Yeah, I don't think, I don't think they really care. I think they're fine with it. They know we got to pay the bills. That's, right. that's bold and sassy and wonderful. It is. <laughs> that, that was my only question. Awesome. How about you, Jeff? Anything pop out? I was just curious um, uh, with the uh, AM transmitter that you started out with. Uh, do you still have that or did you go to uh, FM stereo? Yeah, we're FM stereo. And then um, I also just, you know, set up speakers up by the front. So if you're sitting you know, in the front, if you're in the front few rows, you don't even have to turn your radio on. And a lot of people are just, you know, have their beach chairs and they sit up front anyway. So, yeah, it's a combination of both. All right. That's pretty interesting. I was wondering. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Very cool. I don't know if this is going to stay in the podcast or not, but the connection with Coke, was that a personal connection? You said the guy just came, started coming to the drive-in and likes what you do? You know, they just, the, the, the local bottling company isn't far away from us. It's like 20 minutes away. And they want to sell the beach. You know, they want to be the official drink of the beach kind of thing. So oh, yeah. um, they joined They joined our association and one of their guys is on our board. And it just kind of came. I said, you know, we really could use the help. Can you just, you know, give us what we want for beverages? And it yeah. just kind of it's been like a decade they've been doing it. And they don't <laughs> I call every week with this with this order. That's pretty big. And I I'm waiting for like a bill someday. <laughs> They'll hit you in 2025. Here you go. 
So yeah, so they, you know, I keep it simple. We just do Coke Sprite diet and water. That's the that's way to it. go. Again, nostalgia. You know, you know we've found that people reject Pepsi at the drive-in where it's just like, that ain't classic. What are you trying to push on us, you new waved? <laughs> well, you know, I don't think anything tastes better than a Coca-Cola in a glass bottle. It there just it is. is something it's something about it. And uh it just brings you back to, you know, when you could just take it out of one of those those machines where you kind of hurt your hand trying to pull out the, yeah. the coke and, and then you try to open the, the bottle. But I just I just like it. I and I like I said, I like uh, I like showing young people how to pop the top. I think it's hilarious. Hell yeah. Well, brother, <laughs> this has been uh, such a treat. Keep doing what you're doing. You're keeping the drive-in alive in such a unique way that, you know, for people that listen to this, we get emails all the time of, my only dream is to run a drive-in. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people aren't thinking about that. They're thinking about, oh, I could go to a rural place, this and that. You have a built-in system that works with a season and a seasonal layout like the drive-in is. It's kind of perfect so thank you for making the time man and thank you for keeping it alive absolutely i really appreciate being able to talk about it because there's very few people that even understand so i appreciate it <laughs> yeah that's the beauty of this podcast and what we're finding is uh it's drawing in a fan base because it's niche and there are people out there that so long for the innocence of the time of the drive-in now that the world has gone truly insane uh, so it's it's really nice to be able to take a step into the minds of the people that that make the magic happen. And it inspires, you know, as as guys who run a drive in, it's got us thinking where it's like, man, Vanilla Ice, I wonder if we could get him for 70. <laughs> <laughs> if we can talk well, him down to 69.5. That's right. It's like we got to make this work. All right. All I can say is word to your mother. <laughs> there it is well on that note jeff take it away my friend ladies and gentlemen thanks again for coming out tonight to the mahoning drive-in theater we hope you'll come back and see us again real soon the exit is on the right hand side of the screen at the front of the field and most importantly have a very safe trip home good night and god bless you <laughs>